Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This week, Gitanad is sponsored by Solid Gold FX. Solid Gold Effects are a Canadian effects pedal powerhouse making boutique goodies that we at Guitar Nerds really think are worth a spot on your board. Across the board, Solid Gold Effects offer high quality, originality and affordability with a range so comprehensive that there is definitely a pedal that they make that you, dear listeners, should purchase. Looking for fuzz? Well, there are eight different fuzzes in their range. From the dual tone bender circuits of the communication breakdown to the modulating polyphonic octave down synth fuzz of the Lysis. And of course, it doesn't stop there. There's so many cool, interesting, unique effects. The countercurrent, a momentary feedbacker and delay for 8-track garage rock ambience. The Funkzilla for a super controllable ultimate envelope filter for rhythmic funk quack. Check out SolidGoldFX.com for more information on their entire line of pedals. Guitar Nerds is sponsored by Reverend Guitars, and we are very happy about that because we really love Reverend. Well-built, affordable, unique, extremely cool, retro with modern sensibilities. Recently, we've had a Jetstream 390 and a Greg Cock Gristlemaster sent to us from Merchant City Music in Glasgow, and we've loved them both. The Jetstream is a gorgeous, reverend, original, jaggedly shaped retro offset with three specially voiced P90 pickups and a deliciously roasted maple neck. The Gristlemaster is an oversized T-style guitar with the incredible sounding Fishman Tele pickups, a Firebird style ramp and a tonal palette so broad you'll never need another guitar. Seriously, their range is massive. Choose from a fantastic spread of bolt-on set necks, basses, and unique signature models. If you love guitars and you love this podcast, then I'm afraid you're going to need one. Check them out at reverendguitars.com. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello there. And Jay Cross. Hello, everybody. Yes, that's right. It's the three of us today. And uh, and yes, welcome to another episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. It's been a fantastic week. We put out our first ever survey for Guitar Nerds 2020 listener survey to get feedback and help us improve the podcast and, and that and is the still survey said 
Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> we're going to do a family fortunes type thing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. I think that would be a great one for for a potential future quiz. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. That, oh, that is a fantastic idea. Is it, that the is that the one where it doesn't matter if the answer is right or wrong? It matters how many of the how many people said it. it was right. Yeah, how, yeah, exactly. how many? Yeah, it, we'd have to think some good guitar-based ones, but we could go out oh, to mate, the that group. Is a, that is a great idea, a mm. seriously fantastic idea. There's a bit of legwork involved in oh, that. Oh no, but, I'm happy to uh, do it. This is a this is a wonderful idea because, of course, one of the things that was brought up quite unanimously in the guitar nerds. Oh wait, are we going to talk about that stuff yet? Yeah, or, I mean, you know, I'll, I, I'll mention I, this I, one thing. I've yeah. started, so I'll finish. But start- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong quiz, mate. Wrong quiz. <laughs> wrong quiz. <laughs> Um, yeah, one of the things that people were saying quite unanimously so far, of course, the the quizzes, uh, the survey is still there for for listeners to go and answer, and I'll give you a, a link for that. It'll also be in the description of this podcast. Um, but one of the things that was quite unanimous was a return of the quiz, or, or at least an increase in the frequency of the quizzes, because of course we used to do them every twenty five episodes, and this is episode two hundred and seventy five, so it would have been perfectly placed for a quiz. But because we're packamless, we've uh, decided to hold that off the pr- the big problem that we have with the quiz is um it it takes a lot of work to put together and you know frankly because i kept winning i just i just <laughs> didn't have the time to continually put these things together and come up with new questions it's, uh, it's just it's, you know this it's is it i quite like the resetting. burden of the burden of uh of being a, of a giant brain guitarna. <laughs> the burden the, of a giant brain jay and his big brain <laughs> <laughs> but no in all seriousness um thank you to everyone who's who has got back in touch uh, and has filled in the survey so far um just because joe didn't really explain what was on the survey for people who haven't seen it uh basically we're just looking for feedback on uh what you think about guitar nerds what you would like to see from guitar nerds moving forward uh and just bits and pieces like that really uh so i think you have got a link where people can get to it joe and we would just really encourage everybody to um you know it's, it's it's only like 10 questions or something right yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and it's yeah, probably less it's than a, that. It's like a five-minute exercise. So if you do have the time to uh, fill it out, it would really help us out uh, just because uh, we have basically hit an impasse of uh, our own rational thought and we need other people to <laughs> tell us what to do. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Um, but yes, there uh, the link is in the description of this podcast, unless, of course, you are listening to this on Spotify uh, where you don't have links. Uh, so the uh, the... URL is bit.ly dash GN survey 2020. Sorry, I could have definitely made that shorter, but you know, that's the that's the link in the description of this podcast as well. And, so and check that's it out. Bit.ly? Bit.ly dash GN survey 2020. That is the one. So check it and out. And it's on the, uh, it's like at the top of the Facebook group if you yes, are and, in that as well. And on all of our social channels as well. So, yes, listener, do check it out. That would be fantastic. But, yeah, most most podcasts say, uh, yeah, please go onto iTunes, leave us a five-star review, you know, rate and review, blah, blah, blah. Don't do any of that. Don't worry about any of that sort of stuff. Just go and fill out the survey. We're That'd already be, the uh, best. Yeah, we well, yeah, we, oh, yeah we're, we're so already good. the very best. Yeah. Like no one ever was. Yeah. yeah. On, on fire in, on that front. Uh, also, we should introduce our new patrons for this week, as we are always want to do. A big old list of them today. Um, so first of all, thank you once again to Samuel Frost, who is upgraded again for the second week in a row. Second Yay. week in a row. And welcome to the 
um, executive backer tier, the $10 tier, Samuel Frost, your name will now be sung from now on. Um, welcome also to Michael Barnett uh, and also to Modium Modius, who is also joining us on the $10 that's gr- tier. That's a great name. That is a good name. Thank you very much, Modium Modius, on the $10 what's, tier. What's going on? Why are all these people... I don't know. What, what's, what's, is some, I don't know. Something, something happened? I, yeah, I'm not sure. Thank you also to Matthew Spencer, who has upgraded, um, to Kai Down, who has joined us, and to Yogi the Guitarist, who has also joined us on the $10 tier. Oh, fantastic. Um, we are very, very close to the mod mode um, target. So I think actually over the next couple of weeks, I'm actually going to have to put together what we're doing for mod mode because suddenly it's actually a reality rather than a (laughs) i I think it's worth just uh taking a second to uh appreciate yo so yogi joining us at the ten dollar tier that's really good uh people in the facebook group will be familiar with yogi the guitarist as the person who puts uh expensive guitars on his staircase and then takes photos of them for our uh horrifying pleasure um I, I I can't look at those photos because it's 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 like it sets my uh, gets my palms all sweaty. Yeah, it's like it's... watching someone do a tightrope walk, um, just you know a bit more realistic. It's it's horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. I don't know. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, it's 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 very unsettling. He's also got a fantastic YouTube uh, oh, channel okay. as well, actually, which which is thoroughly worth checking out, dear listener, if you're introduced in, in interested in the incredible range of awesome guitars that uh, that Yogi has. Yeah, he um, he's also no. I've noticed his lessons have. He's doing something that no one. I've not seen anyone else do actually, which is worth a, sh- a shout out. He's playing a bunch of licks, but he's then visualised it on a fretboard and then done the animations of where your fingers go on the fretboard. Because sometimes when you watch a guitar player like play a lick, they're like, "Learn how to play this lick." I'm like, I can sort of see what the fingers are doing, but I can't really work it out. And and he's actually done like a proper little guitar animation with little dots that follow the notes you should play. So it's been really oh, good cool. to like see that and actually like work out. I mean, I'm never going to use my ears to learn a lick. Come on, I want everyone to do the hard work for me and then I just want to sort of <laughs> fluff around it for about an hour and then go bored of that. Yeah, um, so yeah, it's worth, it's worth definitely worth checking out. Yeah, absolutely. I've been trying to improve my guitar playing this week. I bought the, or I bought, I was uh, given uh, from my sax player the um, the guitar tab book for um, Songs for the Deaf. Um, nice. So I'm going to be trying to work my way through some of those sort of weird, all the Josh Holmes stuff, which which is always so like um, uh, Jimi Hendrix turned on his head sort of style guitar work. So I'm going to be trying to trying to work. Think, with um, what do you mean by that? Um, it's just like he 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 talks about it. Josh Holmes talks about how a lot of his stuff is Hendrix inspired, but then he'll he'll uh, he'll play through uh, Hendrix progression and then um, move the last three notes up a semitone so that it sounds wrong okay um and that's kind of his method is he'll create conventional music and then move something in a place where you're not supposed to move it so he in in essence he creates his own sort of mixed scales that he works okay. from as a as a backbone which is which is bizarre but exactly the sort of bizarre that i would like to get better at doing the uh, the only thing i would say about learning um queens of the stone age songs is you learn the riffs but you just it's so difficult to nail the sound. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah um, that sort of incredibly mid-push, like Coxwar. Yeah, one of the um, 
one of the great videos I remember watching on that on YouTube, I think Sound on Sound magazine. I think they, they met the producer or the engineer and he was just like, right, we're going to reverse engineer the sound that I created for Songs of the Deaf. And he's like, we use this kind of like crappy guitar and these crappy amps and then this like, um, I think it was a Boss PQ4, which is like a parametric um, EQ. It's like, just boosts all the mids. And then he plays it and you're like, wow, that sounds exactly like the record. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really interesting watch because he definitely has one of the most unique guitar sounds, I would say. Absolutely. Like tonally, it's just, it's yeah, super bizarre. But I also think Note Choice as well, super bizarre as well. So um, yeah, Let's see if I can actually learn any of it. And uh, for that record is is written. It's a um, concept album about the someone taking the drive from Los Angeles to the Joshua Tree, um, and which, you did. which we did, and put that record on, and uh, <laughs> it was it was amazing. Yeah, because um, obviously when you listen to the record, they scan through a bunch of radio stations and stuff, and the idea is they're they're heading out of LA into the Joshua Tree. Because I think the studio it's recorded, or the guy from Eagles from Death Metal Studio is in 21 Palms, 29 Palms, 21, where Joshua Tree is. Um, and for a while, I think you used to be able to just go to the studio. It was just open, Ran- Rancho de Luna. You could just walk up to the door, and then I think so many people started turning up. They were like, please go yeah, away. we're not going to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's incredible. Now, um, this this week... We've also got an exciting announcement um, for for listeners to get involved. If, if you're on the Patreon, you can get involved there. Or join us on Facebook, on our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitarners forum. We're going to be teaming up with Guitar Assembly, a wonderful Yorkshire-based organisation who offer Luthery courses. Um, they build and design instruments from scratch. Uh, they sort of create from the ground up custom shops, but also, and, and completely for free, on their own website, they have a range of articles to help you improve your own guitar maintenance. So everything from, you know, I don't know, fret levelling to <laughs> something else. <laughs> you know, there's a massive range of articles so, on Something there, else so. that guitar luthiers do. <laughs> yes, uh, another thing that guitar luthiers But it's really good. <laughs> it's actually a really good resource, and it's really nice to have all those things in kind of in one place. Certainly for me, whenever I'm setting up or taking a guitar... You know, if, if I need to do something that I'm not confident doing, I'll try and find a YouTube video. And a lot of the time you're scrolling through God, just a load of people trying to film what they're doing on their phone and talking incredibly slowly. Or, you know, it's it's very difficult to find a good quality video and, and sort of get through the dross. So it's great to have um, this, uh, all these articles in one place for you to read and uh, and really improve your sort of your, your teching at home. Uh, which is which is which is rather lovely, um, but they they came to us recently and were like, "Hey, can we build a guitar nerd's guitar?" And I know we did this before with with Balaguer guitars, and of course we ended up not ordering that. So I thought this time I'd really like to do it, but I'd also really like to get you, the listener, involved a bit more. So why not build a guitar based on poll decisions? And, it's a uh, terrible idea, Joe. I've, I'd like to put put it out there. I've, I, I'm putting my. We can't trust these people to do anything. Yeah, this is I mean, very I barely, dangerous. I barely trust you, let alone uh, these people who are listening to this podcast through choice. Like yeah. I listen to the podcast just because I, you know, I accidentally got involved once. I don't mm. know what the rest of these people are doing. <laughs> just turned up every week and yeah. suddenly had a job. <laughs> they could just turn off. You just I kept coming what... to my house for dinner. I just, I... <laughs> 
Oh, I missed that. Anyway, so we're, we're going to be um, building a guitar based on poll-decided specifications from both our Facebook group and our Patreon community. And the thing with Guitar Assembly is that they design guitars from the ground up. So we're not just picking from a list. So we need everyone's help a bit more kind of before we go to the polls, before we have a few options. So before we do anything else, because bear in mind, we've got a lot of things to decide on how to build a guitar. But before we do anything else, um, we need a shape. Now, the shape. Now, you know us, listener. The shape doesn't have to reinvent the wheel, but it would be great to have something uh, with its own unique edge. So we're asking you, dear listener, to submit guitar body shape ideas Um and you can send them to our email, info at guitarnerds.net, or you can pop them on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitarnerdsforum, or any other way you'd like to get them to us. Um, we're looking for, you know, uh, things that will be modifications on functional, you know, classic shapes, but, you know, very much make it your own. And we can take any quality. We're not looking for CAD drawings of any of these things. You can do it on the back of a napkin if you like. I'm looking for inspiration. Then we're going to select kind of the four or five that we think are the best. I'm going to render those into proper CAD drawings, and then we're going to pass them back to you, dear listener, to decide on a poll. But it would be wonderful to get you involved. Obviously, this is going to take a little while because we've got a lot of things to decide. Headstocks, you know, bodywoods, neckwoods, neck profiles, pickups, finish. Well, we know what the finish is going to be, but... You know, there are a lot of things to decide. Um, so, uh, so yes, it would be wonderful, dear listener, if you got involved. And then I think next week I'll see see what we've got, see how many of you have sent us things. And next week I'll see if I can, um, I can put something together and whether or not we can move on to the next step of this. But I think this is going to be rather fun. Uh, don't you, everyone? It could turn out an absolute disaster. I can't wait. I can't wait to see like a glasses shaped guitar that's pink with like some sort of like terrible headstock and then like a, a mixture of body yeah. yeah, we're yeah. we're absolutely ending up with the Homer car. hundred <laughs> percent. That's what we're gonna we're we're gonna get something. We're gonna be like, yep, this is the one. This is absolutely fantastic. And then it's gonna show up. And it's gonna be like, oh no, this this. Why did we put a bubble top on it? What, what, yeah. what were we thinking? Yeah, it's uh, it, it has the potential to be bad. But anyway, check out Guitar Assembly, dear listener, at guitarassembly.com. You can also find them on all their social channels. So do that, you know, give them a follow and check out some of their cool Luthery courses where you can build your own guitar for you know, like less than two grand, which is kind of fun. Um, anyway... Um, moving on to some stuff that we've done, Matthew Knights, you've uh, you, you've done something quite odd for you this week, and and purchased another effects pedal. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were going to say do some works. So I thought you were going to talk about some videos, um, <laughs> but that's fine. Or you can also talk about the the new pedal, the last the last thing I've, I'm waiting for. I guess this lockdown. I sort of look back at my. I'm, I'm, I think I might post. Uh, maybe I'll do a live stream on the Facebook group or something and talk about the changes in my guitar rig since lockdown um wallet somewhat lighter um yeah i i bought a wicked new pedal which i saw jackson from dip switch demos demonstrate couldn't find any other information anywhere uh, so I reached out to him and then reached out to the company um through him it's dr scientist which is a company we don't talk about very often have we ever talked about dr scientist i think we may have talked about them before when they did 
the, I want to say it was called The Atmosphere. I'm just going to double check on their website real quick. That was the, the one. Their website was, is absolutely fantastic. Yes, that has way. a little spaceship flying around. It's um, it, Atmosphere was the one that had a full coloured screen on the front. It's like a compact sized pedal. Uh, reverb, uh, multi-reverb pedal that had, yeah, full coloured screen in it. Um, like crazy just looking, you know, totally sort of forward thinking sort of design. And um, I think apart from that, we probably haven't talked about too many other pedals. People might know the BitQuest. That's their sort of uh, 8-bit sort of um, modulator. The Fraz Dazzler, uh, the Elements. Um, Fraz Dazzler. I, the Fraz Dazzler. I thought one of the great things they did was the Spectrum Analyzer, which basically um, you, I think you run your entire guitar chain through it, and it just shows your guitar signal in a series of lights. Uh, it doesn't do anything. Um, which I thought was, yeah. Come on, Matty, none none of this stuff that we talk about ever actually does anything. Yeah, exactly. Let's be be serious. Um, So I saw this pedal and I watched the demo and I was like, this thing sounds amazing. This is the Dusk. So it's their digitally controlled analog filter. Um, So it's basically a 12 dB uh, low pass filter. And all you need to think about for this sound is Synthwave, 80s. VHS, yeah. um, neon sunsets. It's and very just, VHS in it its is. graphic. It, it's very like, I'll play a chord on my Juno and then I'll sweep the filter. Um, it, it is that. And I just heard it and was like, I need to have that pedal. Um, one pedal I actually really miss. I had a um, a Moog Freakbox, which was their sort of oscillator with a really good um, filter on it. And I liked having those sort of big filter sweeps for guitar sounds. And I heard this and I was like, this is this is this sounds wicked, and I, I like the whole vibe of the pedal and everything. And yes, there's other similar things like the Condor from Chase Bliss, but this was solely based around having this low pass filter that was uh, again all digitally controlled. So it's got a MIDI in, so it can have presets and stuff, which I really like running it on my board with my ES8. And uh, spent a bit of time with it the weekend, and it's great. It's got like a like a fixed filter mode, which you can. S- you can press one of the pedals and it will sweep down. So you can get these like big um, sweeps of your sound. You run it with a delay. It sounds amazing. Uh, there's like an auto sweep. So you can have like a sine wave or a square wave or have it random. Uh, and then there's an envelope filter. So the classic sort of Mutron um, sort of funk thing. Uh, oh, this which, is fantastic. Which I also enjoy because I love Parliament Funkadelic. So <laughs> I've got to have the old school Bootsy um you know, sort of envelope filters. And uh, yeah, I, I, it the sound alone sort of won me over. And in fact, it's got MIDI, tap tempo and all of that. I was like, great, 199 US dollars. Totally is, sold. Wow, that is wonderful. Um, I mean, I, I was I was like, oh, I wonder what the price is going to be. Because of course, like the um, that reverb that they did, that was, about, that was like $400, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, so yeah, it doesn't have like the big screen on it or anything like that. Super simple controls, just filter resonance and... Uh, volume but really fun uh a potential gear of the year for me i think that was um, really wow yeah just it was we don't try too many pedals that sound like this i think by itself i mean things like the auto auto filter and stuff you would use if you're doing that sort of you know funky type thing but i think the like big filter sweeps and stuff sound really great when you pair them after a delay so you yeah. can have like you know a really nice delay and then you can hold the button and then the whole thing like sweeps down really nice. slowly 
Um, yeah, it's just that like amazing synth wave type thing. So like at the end of your signal signal chain, it's wicked to kind of add a whole new tonality to your to your guitar sound. So yeah, I was really really impressed with that. Very um, cool. Very I'll try cool. and do some demos for it soon. Like I said I might do a live scientist... stream on the board. I think <laughs> that would be fantastic. The Doctor Scientist Dusk, dear listener, do check it out. And uh, just. Uh... Just another quick shout out there for uh, just echoing what Matty said. Uh, friend of the podcast, Jackson from Dip Switch Demos. Yeah. Uh, like, really, really nice, nice dude. Uh, he's in the Facebook group. And yeah, he's just been like throwing loads of stuff at his YouTube channel recently. I, um... And he's he's just wicked. Like, his playing is really like um, tasteful. He's, uh, you know, it's not Play just. Play music, like, man. Plays the music, yeah. He does all sorts. Yeah, no, he's great. He's just a like really nice dude, and I really recommend checking out the channel. In fact, I, there's a extra reason to go and support him right now um, because unfortunately he broke two of his fingers, no. um, so he hasn't been able to record any new content. Just as his channel oh, was okay, really okay. starting. In that case, don't worry then. If, yeah, if there's don't, nothing don't new, worry. if there's nothing new, then I'm just not interested. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think he was. You know, how did he break two of his fingers? Uh, I can't remember. It was on one of the videos. Um, he put a he broke of weeks them ago. on a video no not my on a video God. yeah yeah I people will do, do anything my... for likes nowadays <laughs> i broke my fingers how do you think i'll play click to find out <laughs> um yeah so he's it was that he's... new 12 fret spread chord he was doing <laughs> yeah so he's he struggled to kind of um you know put some he's been putting a bunch of new content out which is great but obviously playing guitar is is not something you can do at the moment just as his channel um was was finding its feet so definitely go and find him and yeah. support him now and definitely worth doing absolutely yeah absolutely. we can't we can't all produce uh, fantastic guitar content without ever actually picking up a guitar so, uh, <laughs> yeah <you know. laughs> that is what we do well actually speaking of uh, speaking of demos um uh, matt you've uh, you did some for me uh, for us this week um you, you you've been sending through some uh, you've been doing some solid gold effects demos yeah um you sent um a bunch of them through and i was like I, i've always i've tried to shoot demos before and i don't know can never kind of not find the inspiration but just sort of i i struggle like with i guess like red light syndrome in the fact that it's just never it's just never good enough i'm never pleased with the way it ever comes out and i'm like i don't know if to film it top down you know i'm not really one for like lighting stuff very well thing and i was just like right i'm gonna i've got a little mobile phone stand which i bought off amazon for a couple of quid uh and i'm using a go mixer pro which is a little mobile interface so it's usb out straight into your phone gives you nine inputs for your phone and i was like i just forget all the complicated stuff and trying to run it into logic and then pairing it up with video i was like i'll just shoot it on an iphone i've got an iphone 11 so i was like camera's going to be pretty good and uh, I just went line out from a next tone, just dialed in a decent clean sound, plugged the guitar in, pedal in, pedal into the front end, and then just line out um, from that into the Go mixer. So it's a nice interface for the phone. And uh, straight away, I was like, this sounds great. I could play it for ages and record a bunch of stuff. And um, it was actually really nice to just hear everything through headphones and just kind of like really sort of like find a few riffs to play. And uh, the pedals were great. So I did the Lysis, which was their polyphonic octave down fuzz modulator. Oh, I really like that pedal. Um, a, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I I, um, I sort of I went into it, unlike 
my usual self, and I didn't read any manuals. I thought I'll plug it in. What? I'll 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 twiddle some knobs. I'll see what I'll see what happens. And um, this one was great. It was kind of like I liken it to a fu- like a really super aggressive fuzz pedal into a pog, um, but then having like a Boss VB2 vibrato or something sort of like shoved at the end of the signal chain. Being able to sweep that filter. At the, uh, at the end because you were you doing that with an expression pedal yes yeah so this one takes an expression in um so you can uh, you can sweep the filter you can set the uh modulation time and uh because the octave is polyphonic as well it's got that sort of slightly chorusy sound about it you know it does track really well but when you've got loads of fuzz it sort of freaks out a little bit um just a really interesting pedal i think that you could kind of I think you could actually potentially if with an expression pedal, you could probably have it on all the time and then just like sweep in the filter when you wanted it. Um, definitely weird, definitely wonderful and something that won't be like anything else on your pedal board. So I really enjoyed having that on there. Um, that was the first one. I did the Apollo 2, um, which is their sort of 12 stage phaser. Yeah. Um, which is quite good. I think now this we one... got we got sent some of these from Solid Gold, but that one's actually mine. Yes, it was, you, you, it, it you was bought... a gift from Blake, Blake um, Wyland of the Tone Mob. Ah, yes, <laughs> I um because I remember you saying this wasn't one of their their newer ones. It's been around for a while. What I thought was interesting with this one was you had a ten position rotary control, um, or sorry, eleven positions, but ten different waveforms and a manual mode, uh, which basically was a frozen phaser that you could then manually oh, sweep. Yes, which um, is exactly what I want. And then you had like a kind of weird one two four switch, uh, one two four switch, which was uh, speed, uh, different modes for the different phases, tap tempo. Just a really great phaser, really fun, really interesting. Um, then we also had the 76 Plus, which is one of the new ones, which is an octave up fuzz and filter. And I thought this one was my favorite one. This was had a real sort of crazy sort of octave fuzz sound, like a, but like really usable for like riffs, for lead work. Um, you know, it reminded me a bit of my sort of... Um, Boss FZ2, which I, I really love. Um, but then you've got a kind of like a modulator on there, or like a filter um, that I was then sweeping with an expression pedal. Um, it was absolutely gorgeous. I thought your work on the 76 Plus was fantastic. It yeah, I, really I, good. I just really like the fact that you could have an expression pedal plugged in, use it as a normal fuzz, kick in the filter, and then you've got this this wicked uh, you know filter that you can sweep on with the expression pedal. Uh, again, loads of r- switches on the front for different modes, shaping, clipping, um, and color, which um, kind of all adjusted the fuzz and filter tones. Versatility seems to be kind of the cornerstone of solid gold effects. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, really, really enjoyed that. And then was there one more? The communication breakdown. Oh, the communication breakdown. Yes, which is communi- my favorite. Yeah, so this is like two tone benders in one, or two in tone bender inspired fuzz pedals um going for that sort of jimmy page led zeppelin um sort of mid to late 60s fuzz tone i always find this one is a little bit more difficult to dial in um obviously tone benders aren't like super super fuzzy but they normally or should i say back then obviously a lot of those sounds were recorded into really cranked amplifiers so slamming the front end of a 
you know. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, Fender Tweed Amp or Marshall Plexi or something like that. Um, but one thing I've really loved about it was running one into the other. Um, so, if, yeah, you've got a, a 1.5 tone bender and a Mark II tone bender. And then one into the other just gave you this kind of like Zvex-esque fuzz factory, just madness. Um, I actually thought the first one, uh, which is the 1.5, was great to have all the fuzz all the way dialed down and almost just use a sort of like a mildly broken... Yeah, like a sputterbox. Yeah, like a, like a rhythm tone almost. And then you can kick the other one in and have like a full-on crazy sort of, you know, weird glitchy fuzz. Um, but all just incredibly versatile. Like you say, I think that's really the name of the game Yeah, uh, with all of these. And they have a bunch of others in their lineup that are worth um, checking out. I think the Spanish Castle looks really good. Um, if Six Was Nine, which is based on an old... Uh, sort of hendrix favored fuzz face they do the octave fuzz so the 76 part of the 76 plus um as an individual pedal as well um so yeah there's loads of great fun stuff yeah Um, and again a brand we probably haven't talked about a lot but we definitely i think we'll be talking about a lot more in the future yeah they make some really fantastic fantastic stuff in fact the the bass deluxe which is their um uh, sort of preamp stroke drive pedal has been on my larger baseboard for for quite some time as um as just a uh, kind of a I actually use it as a treble booster it's it's like a you know you know it can be used as a preamp or a drive but I very much use it to just sort of slam uh, all the top end into the into the front of my amp before it hits you know a big sort of woolly 300 watt amp um, yeah but yeah they make some absolutely fantastic stuff now actually you know just before we move on matt i have a a, i have a a gift on its way to you um uh courtesy of marcus deluxe who uh, listener you can check out if you don't already um on instagram if you search marcus deluxe that's marcus with a c and deluxe d-l-u-x-e or one word but marcus deluxe make fantastic like rustic relic 
pedal boards and uh, we, we've had a few I, I've you know we gave one away in the big pink giveaway and I've, I've shared pictures of them on social elsewhere we've talked about them a little bit in the past but as you said Matt you were using this little you know this little phone stand mm. um, so I've had to make a little one pedal um, vertical pedal board in pink in, oh, in relics pink with a little shelf on it so you don't have to velcro the pedal on you can just sit it on in the same oh, way amazing. that you did so that that's that's winging its way to you um more, more demos to come yeah i also can't believe like the the price of marcus Dutch pedal boards they're so affordable so if you just want a fun cool if listener if you want a fun cool sort of rustic pedal board then they're a really good option that's actually um, a really cool idea for a product because there's so many people in the same situation as matty um or you know people who are trying to do it a bit more seriously no offense matt um <laughs> you know people like jackson or whatever who need that sort of thing you know there isn't really a good option there isn't really a good way of doing it because if you have a, a pedal on a board it's so easy to get distracted by other pedal by other pedals that are on the board um yes yeah, so it's a really smart idea for a product i think that's Absolutely. Uh, I think that's really cool He's just, he's made me one before, but uh, but yeah, I had it made I, I had it made velcroed, and yeah. uh, the problem with that is, and certainly I think this actually applies to people that this board is almost very much designed for uh, people who either own pedal companies and want a a, yeah. a display at their sh- at, at a guitar show, or people who do demos for for a living because. You don't want to put Velcro on a on a pedal that you've been sent. You've got to send back exactly. Next, yeah, next exactly. So yeah, 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 yeah. Having it as little a little vertical shelf is actually a fantastic idea. Um, so yeah, a re- just a really smart product. I think. Um, I th- I think I actually first saw because I had the Velcro one, but I think I first saw Stuart Tate with one with a with a little shelf at a guitar show made by Marcus Deluxe, and I was right. like, oh yeah, that's that's a fantastic idea. But yeah, I, I've uh, yes, a, a little pink one on its way to you, mate. That would be uh, very oh, cool. nice, very yeah, cool, very, very so, cool indeed. Apologies for uh, turning a discussion about pedals into uh, a discussion about uh, pedal accessories there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Anyway, Love it. Um, should, we, should we dive headfirst into a big old barrel of news? News! First up, um, why don't we stay on the topic of the same brand that we've been discussing, Solid Gold Effects, and let's talk about their new Oblivion Flanger, um, which is uh, brand new, released last week. Um, it is... Absolutely ridiculous. So we're talking about so flanger. Jay, this isn't your favourite effect by by you know any means. The flanger's flanger's definitely no, a, but a, Joe, it is one of yours, and you know <laughs> I care about your interests, yeah, and so I'm excited you. to hear about this uh, pointless pedal that you're about to talk. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I, um, sorry. No, no, no. I would actually say flanger is always the pedal I've struggled with, the type of effect I've struggled with mm. the most. This week, Guitar Nerds are teaming up with Echoline Pedals to offer you a £10 discount voucher across their entire line of pedals. This awesome range of British-built boutique effects boxes have been a Guitar Nerds favourite since we first discovered their gloriously transparent overdrive, the Roadrunner, five years ago. Recently, Echoline Pedals have relaunched and expanded their entire range, now available in a more compact 
pedalboard friendly chassis and with an unbelievable pre-discount starting price of £119. Still handmade in the UK using the finest new old stock and top quality components, Echoline's range of drives, distortions, fuzzes and boosts are some of the sonically best pedals we have ever heard. They come with a full Guitar Nerd endorsement and we strongly recommend taking the plunge on one of these boxes. For details and to shop online, check out echolinepedals.com and use discount code ILOVEGUITARNERDS at the checkout for £10 off any pedal in their range. Guitar Nerds is brought to you in association with Faith Guitars. Based right here in the UK, Faith Guitars are designed by British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle, who has been hand-building guitars for decades for some of the biggest names in the business. Founded in 2002, Faith Guitars have been voted the UK's best acoustic guitars five times in a row by both the public and panels of music industry experts, so you can be confident in your new Faith Guitar. Like all quality acoustics, Faith guitars are made of all solid tone wood, so you can be sure they'll start off sounding great and improve year on year. Faith don't use laminated woods. But you'll be pleased to know that despite the all solid tone woods, the superb specification and handmade construction, Faith guitars are still affordable, with prices starting at around £450 or $600. US Discover the range at faithguitars.com and then visit one of the many UK or European retailers to try them for yourself. But hold up! If you're in the USA or Canada, you can buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and by using the coupon code NERDS at the checkout, you can get an exclusive 10% discount. So, in the UK and Europe, check out the guitars at your local dealer or faithguitars.com. But for North American listeners, Buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and use the coupon code NERDS for a special 10% off at the checkout. That's USA coupon code NERDS at the checkout. Faith Guitars, award-winning acoustics, designed right here in the UK. One of the most popular Ernie Ball Music Man models, the John Petrucci Majesty, is being expanded with four brand new striking finishes, now offered in Pink Sand, Red Phoenix, Smoked Pearl and Ember Glow. The 2020 Majesty features a lightweight Akume body, signature Damasio Rainmaker and Dreamcatcher pickups, and an onboard piezo bridge system that gives the guitar a focused and highly versatile versatile palette of tones. Head to music-man.com to learn more. That's music-man. Now, back to the show. I, for me personally, I think that's because Flanger went through a bit of a weird thing that happened to it in the 80s. I think when you look at kind of Flanger and how it was used early on when it's used as subtle tape manipulation uh i love it i think it's 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 a fantastic alternative to the cheesiness of chorus but of course when you accentuate it it it, go, it does it can pigeonhole itself 
um, very much. And and I do feel that Solid Gold have been very well aware of this because this is actually a quad flanger. So they've tried to make something that's capable of literally everything and also of kind of redefining the effect and what it can do. So it moves way further into sort of synth-esque territories as well. In fact, Knobs, fantastic YouTube channel. Obviously, listener, you probably know about Knobs, the, the YouTube channel. But you should check it out. And they've done a fantastic video on the Oblivion and what it's capable of and kind of explaining flange and um, the variance of it and why this is so so fantastic. But what the Oblivion allows you to do is essentially what it would have originally taken five different tape machines to achieve. Um, but of course, you can also... You know, you can also use this in a very traditional sense, which I actually really liked it for. But each of the, it kind of has three flanging settings. And then for each of those flange settings, they have a degrade switch, which allows you access to this kind of lo-fi, this very unique to each type of flange, lo-fi, um, yeah, synth-esque, very much a degraded sound. Um, so, yeah, this is absolutely a sort of flanger come synth pedal that's incredibly complex like a lot of like all sort of solid code effects really are are um so i i really i thoroughly recommend watching the the knobs video just because yeah i am um, i think a couple of features that really stand out for me on this um ramp feature so you can set yeah. like a momentary sort of speed up or slow down by holding the tap tempo switch that's something that you get on um the vb2 or was more sort of um you saw a lot on the oh, which t there was a tc pedal that came out which i think was also their vibrato which had that kind of rise feature um, the vi similar. viscous vibe maybe it viscous, was viscous vibe was it viscous or vicious i can't remember i think it was I think viscous i think viscous yeah and there was, was another viscous. there was another vibrato pedal they did which i think did that potentially i can't i can't um, remember the exact one um but also i like the fact that there's also a stop uh control on there as well so you can also just stop the waveform uh or the ramp in its um while, while it's playing which is similar again similar to a leslie i thought that was quite yeah cool yeah that well. was good. I was just about to say that feels more like a feels more like a, a leslie than it does a uh yeah a i think um what what's interesting with with flanger is and i like what you say jay they've done with this and they've kind of got that degrade feature they've got the sort of madness in there um but a lot of the times a lot of classic what you would consider uh chorus sounds are actually um a flanger uh so like um Andy Summers from Police, a lot of his stuff was people go, oh, it's, it's chorus. It was actually um, flanger because it obviously does a very similar thing. Uh, it's the same core principle. It's just different it times, is. isn't it? It is, flanger yeah. And, um, you know, I think you can actually get some, yeah, like you say, some really fast, almost Leslie type settings out of it as well. So it can actually be way more versatile than both chorus and vibrato. Um, and definitely phaser because phaser to me has the most defined sound i think um in terms of what it does to your signal i think flanger you you hear a lot more of your guitar signal through it um and sometimes that can sort of be a bit off-putting um it sometimes the effect to me doesn't seem as kind of strong as others but i like the fact that there's with all the other stuff that we've talked about loads of crazy features on here as well um, yeah yeah i i love that it's I, I love a versatile pedal so it's great that this is capable of every everything from old school 
flanger to sort of you know super crazy modern synthy flanger and also a load of dip switches inside that you can so you can further control the tone of the pedal so sorry can i just stop you there what when you say old school flanger what mm. do you mean by that because so i, I mean, don't really i don't really know i don't know what you mean so i mean the um the sort of sounds that uh you popular could get out of the Strymon um, Deco, um, which which was obviously their tape deck simulating pedal. So you could go, um, you could bring everything right down to the a very slow flanging sound. So that very slow sort of delay to the second signal, which kind of sounds like someone's pressing their finger against sort of the the tape as it's running round. Uh-huh. So it's just this this slight manipulation it almost sounds as if you're listening to a, a slightly warped vinyl like it's not too much it just adds texture it adds some warmth which is of course you know pressing the tape machine is kind of where all, all this came from and yeah. that's that's what i mean i mean like a subtle thickening of tone rather than a crazy sort of i'm in space but underwater which is kind of what you know flander has become known for i think yeah. it's one of those effects that where less is more so is this is it a uh, and I'm obviously he's not here to uh, tell us about it, but is this a like a George Martin thing then? Is this a, is this is it the Beatles? Is that where this came from? The, the... No, I think um, for me the most. <laughs> well, Jay, you probably don't even. Well, maybe media of you might know this reference, but the one that always stands out for me, which millions of people would have definitely heard, is "Life in the Fast Lane" by the Eagles. There's a real clear bit where you hear the sound do this massive swoosh between uh, two parts of a song. And that's what's called zero through flanging. So where you slow one down to the other and then the signals basically can't go out of phase, cancel each other out. So there's almost everything's being sucked into a black hole mm-hmm. and then come out the other side. So they go back into phase. And that's through zero flanging and that's done by more extreme manipulation of the tape. The early stuff, I guess... I think, think I always think of Voodoo Child as being sort of the the quintessential the start of yeah, flange. Yeah, I guess maybe a little bit of that. I think um, loads of people were doing it in studios for you know years. So I don't know if there's what I, there is obviously a start point. Um, it was probably a mistake, <laughs> as most of these things are. I think the story with the fuzz the fuzz circuit was. Um, guy who was like a country guitar session player if you listen to that track it's also fantastic yeah he, he was doing a session it, i think the um it was the bass wasn't it oh uh, that's the bass yeah and he'd, the he'd built his own desk he'd, he'd yeah. built his own desk and yeah the uh the channel strip the bass ran through it broken and they loved the sound <laughs> yes yeah, uh, it was fantastic 50 60 years on we're talking about a fuzz pedal where you can run two fuzzes into another and an octave up and a polyphonic octave generator and get as far away from that slightly clipped um bass sound as possible yeah <laughs> yes it certainly has progressed somewhat mm. um yeah anyway yes uh, so yeah the solid gold effects oblivion flanger we thought it was very cool um now uh next up um jay should we come over to you sure yeah so uh, I wanted to have a quick chat about this new pedal that Electro Harmonics have brought out. Um, it is a compressor. Uh, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, so Electro Harmonics have brought out uh, 
the this new control knob static expression pedal uh, which I think is very very cool so essentially what this is is it is a two position expression pedal that you can switch between so if you have got a uh, delay pedal or some sort of modulation pedal that has an expression out and you don't want to have a big expression pedal on there you just want to have two positions which uh you want to be able to switch between this will do that for you um i think this is a very very cool really simple really utilitarian uh bit of kit um i this is exactly the sort of thing that's right up my street. Just oh, this like, is a great idea. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And, you know, this carries on from all of the other kind of, um, uh, you know, yeah, like utilitarian, I guess is the word, um, like functional pedals. Like, obviously, I was a big fan of the Tri-Parallel Mixer. We talked about that a lot during yeah. uh, Gear of the Year last year. You totally talked me into that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and then Matty bought one. So, you know, <laughs> it's true. It's, uh, it, and I think this is a, this is obviously a little bit, probably a bit more, actually, maybe not, you know, because I think a lot of people use, um, it, you know, there's a lot of people out there who've got expression, uh, pedals that have the expression out on there. Um, the thing that's really good about this is it's, it's just a mini pedal. Sorry, Matt, I know that this isn't, that's not your favourite. Your foot is still it's, the same size. It's fine. I, I can get behind it with something like this. So you've just got... It, it's just a mini pedal. And they're $39. I mean, this is a cool thing to have about... Just if you want to... You know, if you don't want to have a massive expression pedal going on on the side of your board, you can have this just to, just to mess about with. I can uh, see someone like Nick be- Reinhardt, like quick switching between yeah, exactly. two really switching different between, delay Exactly, presets. yeah. Switching between two different, uh, like, repeat... Uh, speeds or switching between two like uh, you i think what would be cool about this is having like uh, a really having one set really fast and one set really slow and then just like pulsing through um you know your like the ramp of, yeah, think, of a pedal um, so i've actually got a pedal um that already does this same thing oh of um, course you do yeah is it bright company? onion is no, some- there's another company called Looper Verk, which we talked about after Guitar Summit um, very, very briefly last year, which effectively does the same thing. And I run it with my DM2W. Uh-huh. And obviously, okay. the cool thing about an analog delay is... It will ramp that, up in that like, yeah, really actually, organic it, way. It doesn't actually just like... It doesn't just quickly jump. It all. It's almost like you're turning the delay knob. So it's almost... If you, if you leave the feedback at a point where it's almost oscillating, but not quite enough... And then just, yeah, go between the slowest and then almost the quickest delay. Actually, like, it's almost like you've bent down and turned turn the knob up and it just suddenly goes all crazy. It's a wicked um, sort of idea for just fun stuff. And going back to the solid gold stuff, you know, that pedal with the filter and going between two different filter states or two different modulation rates. Um, I think it's, it's a... A really cool, like you say, just sort of utility product. I think anyone can uh, stick on their pedal board. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love this sort of thing, and it's um, it yeah, it looks really cool, like really simple, um, really simple design. I, 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 I'm all about this. I think this a uh, really, really banging little product. Yeah, yeah, very cool indeed. Um, well done, Electro Harmonics, adding something else fun to the kind of the utilitarian marketplace. Yeah, and not another compressor. 
<laughs> no, exactly. Um, now I want to talk about I want to talk about LT Custom Guitars. This uh, this small boutique guitar brand from Sussex in the UK, so just around the corner from us, what? really. Yeah, Where are they? I know, I know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sussex. Somewhere. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Sussex. Yeah, but, Sussex. Yeah, but uh, LT Custom Guitars. So they're another one of these custom shops that design guitars from the ground up so there is you can do absolutely anything with them and then you know they're fantastic wonderful often very modern but recently a signature t-style guitar has come out of them um you know very woody in in sort of that respect as a, as a lot of modern guitars uh tend to be or certainly a, a lot of modern boutique guitars but they have recently introduced which i think is quite interesting because a lot of people seem to be doing this at the moment a kind of stock um, custom sh shop, like kind of a, a half and half, where you limit the options that you give people. And in so doing, you offer a, a, a very reasonable price for a completely boutique instrument. So they're introducing the Pioneer, the P1, uh, which starts at, well, it starts at, including a hard case, 1599 which I think is an incredible price for a UK-built custom shop. Um, so the 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 Pioneer is very much the their sort of take on a on a super strat uh, body shape, but it still comes with lots of lots of options that you can edit. So you still um, you still have the opportunity uh, for customization with um, with two choices of uh, of body, neck, fingerboard, matching headstock veneer, as well as a choice of which way around the headstock goes so there are 16 options in total that you can go with um for how this for how the guitar ends up fantastic so we got sent one recently which i've been having a play on comes with these uh hearts horn humbuckers from alchemy pickup so a pickup company that i haven't you know heard of or had any interaction with before but you know fantastic gorgeously bright very dynamic uh pickups the guitar smells fantastic by the way that's that's a, a big thing for me smells smells great but like hip shot hardware um you know everything about this is is very very premium for an instrument that's only sort of you know well, i say only i appreciate 1600 pounds is a lot of money um but for a custom built instrument i think it's an absolutely fantastic price and a really cool guitar so i think this is a player's instrument. This is very much a functional player's guitar with some lovely little quirks. Um, I, I'm I'm into this, you know. Whilst uh, obviously I'm very much more traditional, I think for for kind of people who would uh, would find things like the um, the Charvel uh, DK24, people who would find that sort of an instrument appealing. I think this is a fantastic alternative um, with way more customization, you know, specifically for you. Um, so I've just had a quick look on the website and they actually are in Burgess Hill, which is uh, about a 20 minute drive from us. Uh, and in fact, they are just off of Junction Road in Burgess Hill, which is a road I know very well uh, because uh, it is uh, it used to be. Uh, used to house a pub called The Junction, 
uh, which is uh, this place where Mark used to put on gigs all the time, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, like, um, and it is uh, one of the first places that I got served as well. So that is uh, holds holds strong memories of going there and and buying uh, two pints of uh, Scrumpy Jack for one pound twenty uh, or whatever whatever ridiculous price they were. And then uh, and then obviously not remembering the show because I was. 15 or whatever um but uh yeah the junction which unfortunately is no longer there because it did get, get set fire no well y- yes there, there is that also you weren't allowed you weren't allowed upstairs uh because uh upstairs had been i think upstairs had been condemned and basically it was just like you weren't allowed to go upstairs and if you did go upstairs to drop your stuff up there you couldn't be up there too long because the floor might collapse but the floor never did collapse but it might. Um, but wow. yeah, basically it closed down because they were, I think because they were caught serving underage people. Uh, and, Burgess Hill, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, it got set on fire um, and the fire crew got there to put the fire out, um, which clearly uh, upset some people. So it got set on fire again a second time on the same day. Um, and uh, yeah, there was obviously some suspected arson uh, going on there. But, really? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> caught, caught, fire tw- caught fire twice, which is I, uh, you I know. can't. I can't remember if this is the case, but I, I think it was in the book and film adaptation of Children of Men. The by the way, the film adaptation is nothing like the book. But I'm pretty sure one of the things they kept in common was that at that point in the future, Burgess Hill had been turned into a giant prison for the whole of the UK. Really? Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think it was Burgess Hill. I'm sorry, Burgess Hillians, if it wasn't Burgess Hill. It, it may have been somewhere else, but I'm pretty sure in, in, in the book and the film adaptation it was. But, but uh, yeah, play, played a... Uh, so yeah, just going back to, uh, to uh, LT Cussing Guitars, um, they are... Right, they're in the midst of uh, UK punk rock history, being being just off of uh, Junction Road there. And uh, yeah, apologies for doxing you if you didn't want me to say where you were from. Uh, the, I, I literally just went off the uh, the the address on the website. <laughs> well, then that's fine. That's fine. Matt Knight, let's uh, let's talk about Reverend. Let's talk about Reverend, indeed. Um, so the thing. I like about Reverend is I like Ken. Ken Hass, he's the guy who's kind of one of the main product guys behind it. We met him at Bourbon Guitar Show and he's just a... He's coming on a Friday special soon, actually. I know. He is... um... He is just full of character um, and really drives this brand. And obviously, Summer Nam did not happen uh, this year. It would have happened around about right now. And... um, so they decided to hold their own virtual kind of NAM launch, as it were, and announced a bunch of new guitars. So they had their usual um, booth display, which is kind of like this massive pyramid um, with guitars either side. Um, they announced some new colours and a couple of new models, which I'll go through. But one quick thing. Unfortunately, one guitar model that is only unique to, I think, Wildwood Guitars is uh, they've done some in a fantastic blue sparkle. Um, so I won't talk oh, about them too much these, now, yeah. but you have to go onto the Instagram and check that out. It's uh, pretty amazing. But yeah, they have um, got, I think it was four or five new models. So we'll start with the Reeves Gabriel's um, signature. Um, so Reeves or, or Gabriel's, he is the guitar player for The Cure. 
Um, so he's got a couple of models with uh, Reverend. This sort of new signature um, features some newly designed Railhammer pickups. Uh, so Railhammer is also the brand that's sort of uh, owned and run by um, Reverend. Uh, what I really love about these is you get a rail style pick up on the low wound strings and then you've got the kind of normal traditional pole pieces on the um, plain strings um, so you get tighter lows and kind of really sort of bright and fat um, highs comes in three amazing colors i guess this is there i'm trying to work out which shape this is based off um, because quite often or is it one of its own i think this might actually be its own shape um, kind of like a, a more rounded telly, I guess, more rounded sort of T-style guitar, maybe part telly, part jazz master kind of sort of offset in some ways. Yeah, um, so, I th so I think this this shape is referred to as the charger. Uh, it's the charger, is, right, yeah. okay. Um, so the usual specs you'd expect, Karina body, uh, roasted maple neck, pinlock tuners, um, They've also got really nice Wilkinson trem on there, which has got that very claw tremolo, which I spoke about a couple of times, um, which gives you the option of two or three springs. But the way they've laid it out, you can either have a really firm or really loose feeling trem. Stays in tune like amazingly well. Um, six bolt net plate. So you've got kind of um, what they basically say is the two extra bolts uh, of mounting pressure on the neck by 50%. Um, so you get a better connection, which gives better sustained tuning stability and neck alignment. Um, you've got all of their sort of upgraded um, parts like pure tone jack, better pots, better caps, and just a really solid um, guitar. If you want a sort of a two humbucker guitar, um, this is the one for you. Plus that amazing bass contour control, uh, which is something that, it's just it absolutely changes the entire like feel and sound of the instrument, um, which I've really loved because you can go between almost, you know, like a single coil, um, and or you can really boost it and you get this huge sort of humbucker sound. Um, it's something that I'm surprised not more people do, but it's like having an alternate pickup sound almost on your guitar. So um, definitely worth checking that one out, especially if you want something that will definitely cover those clean sounds since obviously he does play in The Cure uh, and then would also do some of those sort of uh, hard rock sort of things as well. Comes in a nice uh, orange flame maple, a satin midnight black and a midnight black. Um, so that's the first one. There is also um, the Ron Ashton signature Jetstream 390. So the this Jetstream, is very cool. Yes, the Jetstreams are the kind of more pointy offset, um, same as the Matt West that I've got, same as the shell pink one that we've pushed in uh, the Guitar Nerds uh, before. Uh, so Ron Ashton is um, part of the Stooges um, sort of uh, reunion band. I don't know how long he's been playing in the band, but I think he's been playing for some time. Um, basically, in 2008, all of their gear was stolen. Um, including um, one of these, which I think they've built specifically for him. So they've decided to sort of resurrect it. Um, nice sort of lightning bolt decal on the top. And uh, yeah, just the three P90 pickups. Just a great guitar. It's in a incredible orange rock, rock orange. Um, you know, nice original name there. Um, but again, those three P90s, really versatile, very claw trem. As you expect, Karina body, roasted maple neck. Um, dual action truss rod, the six bolt plate, you know, the usual sort of um, reverend sort of look and feel. And uh, I think the nice thing about this one 
Same as mine, it's that sort of uh, fretboard and neck feel, that roasted maple neck. Just It's just really, really nice. Just really smooth, really easy to play. And Karina body gives you all that sort of, um, you know, all the tones that you'd want from a guitar like that, but without being heavy like mahogany, for example. Um, so that's, that's that. They've also done a Pete Anderson PA-1. This is a bit different for Reverend as well. I mean, I know this 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 shape already exists for them, but um, it does. So this it, is, I would say, their their hollow body sort of Gretsch inspired um, shape with their sort of retro blast pickups. Um, I'm really into this. Comes in two amazing colours. Uh, most sat- excitingly, yes, satin emerald green and satin mulberry mist. Yeah, mulberry mist is their sort of pink sparkle. That's what um, you want. Yes, very, very nice. Um, I think this is great. I think this is these. I really like these. If you want an alternative sort of hollow body, really nice guitar. Uses their what they call it's a Karina body um, with a Karina brace. Uh, the brace is full body depth, so it connects the top and the back, so it reduces any feedback, um, but keeps you know plenty of sustain and clarity. I love how they make the F hole split into three separate um, pieces. Yes, yeah, it's a nice little nice little touch. So the two sort of bits at the top are sort of not connected. It's a really nice sort of flowing design with Bigsby Trem. Um, again, you know, locking tuners, all the upgrades that you could want. Um, this and- is this is a great... See, the thing that I really like about Reverend and their sort of consistency is the fact that they managed to bring all those kind of modern sensibilities to quite classic-looking instruments. You don't have to make any of those sort of sacrifices that you do with so many vintage instruments. And, and even when you look at companies that make guitars today that are still kind of making them very much in an... In a, in a vintage style, whether you're looking at reissues by Fender or, or anything by Gretsch, really, you're still going to have to make those sacrifices. And the thing with Reverend is adding things, features like locking tuners um, to to a, you know jazz guitars and things like that. You are these are modernised for everyday use for you know for modern use on a stage mm. um with still all those awesome classic looks i i think this is a wonderful guitar yeah and uh lastly is the bob bolch i think i pronounced that right maybe not um who is the guitar player for fu manchu um he's had a signature for quite some time this is their sort of s it's kind of like an S- sg sort of shape i guess mm-hmm. in in some ways the, uh, the sensei is it good the sensei yeah so really nice sort of like it's like a flat top but it's got some really nice contours almost reminds me of an esp viper yeah uh, which i always thought was uh, it's got that offset thing with the horns going a bit like yes it has yeah kind of looks like a guitar that you want to tune down to like c uh or maybe (laughs) even b and then play loads of fuzz um through it um and they've done it in a uh, 30th anniversary Venetian gold, so it looks very, very bling. Very cool. Um, again, all the same things, all Karina body, Railhammer pickups. Um, these Railhammer pickups have got me really interested in um, sort of trying some out. I kind of want to try some in my baritone. Check their website. They do a bunch of different um, sort of styles. I'm like, yeah. I think in your baritone? Yeah, I've got a Rabia baritone. Oh, so. yeah, of course you do, yeah. Yeah, so I was thinking about um, maybe trying uh, trying one of those in the bridge. I was also looking at, I was like, you know what would be great? Sustainiac pickup 
in the neck of a baritone of the because it's got a single coil it's obviously got a hot rails in it but a single coil spacing and then a humbucker i was like sustainiac i'm into you, this you can only buy them from manson's they are the distributor for sister i mean so the sustainiac website i don't think has changed since the early 90s um <laughs> and i didn't realize how expensive they are how much are they? They're about four hundred quid. What? Yeah, for the for the complete system, I'm like, hmm, I think I'll pass. But I'm surprised they they're not they're not trying to do more of them. I, I think loads of people would add, add it as an option. Again, yeah. that makes to me that makes the the Ed O'Brien a really uh, amazing op- option guitar to go for if you want if you want a Sustainiac. Does um, the Ed O'Brien still have a trim? Or is yeah. It- oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want uh, more hardtail strats. That, that's what I want. Do you though? Uh, maybe <laughs> I don't. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I don't. Just a just a a quick point there though. The Ed O'Brien is a Fernandez sustainer. It's not a Sustainiac. Those are yeah. two different things. That, that is true. Yes, I, I didn't think of that. Yeah. So it's yeah. Just, I will actually maybe I'll have a look for Fernandez sustainer, which I think is also equally as impossible to find. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just one other, uh, sorry, Matty, a, a quick uh, correction for you there. Um, Ron Ashton, who you were talking about with that Reverend guitar, um, yes. is not in the Stooges anymore uh, because he actually died in 2009. Um, but he was the original guitar player. So he was the he was the, uh, the guitarist on the, uh, the first two Stooges records. Uh, so the Stooges and Funhouse. Um, and actually, I didn't realise this. I just had a quick read of their, their Wikipedia page. So they broke up after releasing Funhouse um, and um, they they got back together in 1973, so three years after, after Funhouse, um, when uh, David Bowie just basically got in touch with Iggy Pop and was like, please, will you come and can I please record an album for you because I really like your band. And uh, right. they went, I guess when David Bowie calls, I guess you just got to go and yeah. do what David Bowie <laughs> so, says. So think- um, they, they went they went over to London and um, and uh, he played bass on that record. And then obviously that was uh, the kind of end of the Stooges um, until 2003, you know, just that brief 40-year hiatus for, uh, <laughs> for uh, uh, no, 30-year hiatus, sorry, for... Uh, for the Stooges, um, and uh, when they reformed, Ron was back on guitar, um, and it seems as though at that point he actually had moved over to uh, to uh, Reverend. And I, it looks like I don't know, but it looks like he might have had a signature model back then. Yeah, um, I think um, I think I was just having a look here, it, it just again on the Reverend website. I think so when he they were in the reunion, he was playing this Jetstream. Right. Okay. And so then, that would have been 2003 was when they got back together. Um, yeah. Apparently there was a reunion tour. They're just just the full thing here. 2007, the Stooges reunion juggernaut was in full string. Uh, yeah, they released swing. a new record. Yeah. Uh, Ron Ashton was playing a Reverend Jetstream 390 in Rock Orange in 2008. All the Stooges gear was stolen along with their truck in Montreal. The Jetstream disappeared. This summer we decided to dedicate the Reverend Jetstream 390 in Ashton's beloved Rock Orange to him as the Reverend uh, Ron Ashton's signature Jetstream 390. There we go. A trio of lightning bolts and decal that Ashton was fond of to the upper horn. Um, so so, uh, so there you go then and uh, another like nice little thing there as well is uh, I and again I hadn't realised this but yeah so Ron he was playing 
bass on the on the third album and then when they reformed he was back on guitar and i mean this is just absolutely fantastic he doesn't want to play bass in his band anymore he wants to go back to playing guitar so he gets in touch with mike bloody what and it's just like <laughs> listen mate do you want do you want to play bass in my band instead i don't want to do this anymore and mike what's just like yeah man yeah dude yeah no worries i let's let's go let's go um and uh yeah so bloody mike what the Minutemen and firehose and just general all-round amazing dude. I saw, I saw Mike Watt play, um, I guess, six, seven years ago uh, upstairs at the Prince Albert, which is this 100-cap venue in, in Brighton. And um, he's just he just talked to everyone. He's just the, one of the nicest people that I've ever seen perform and clearly absolutely loves it. You know, he's been doing it. To, I mean, the Minutemen broke up before I was born, um, and, uh, you know, I think it's incredible that he's a part of kind of punk rock history and then clearly had the time of his life playing in the Stooges, who were a band who really inspired the Minutemen. So it's, uh, and, yeah. And, and um, uh, one band, I don't know, Jay, if you actually listen to this, but you, if you haven't listened to it yet, you definitely should because um, it was one of my favourite records when it came out, Big Walnut Yonder. Um, which is which is Mike Watt, uh, Nils Klein, um, Greg Sornia from Deerhoof, and Nick Reinhardt from Telemaris. Yeah. Oh right, okay, yeah. One cool. one record. Um, it's a bonk, absolutely bonkers record. It's an yeah. exercise in insanity. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh... and uh, I did ask Nick uh, when he was over in the UK a couple of years ago. I was like, "Are you ever going to tour?" And he was like. I'd love to, but I think just trying to nail down the rest of the people. I mean, in that band what is just, just like he's just busy all the time. Like I, yeah. I read an I read an interview with him where he's just like, yeah, I just like I just love playing bass, man. I just love playing bass. If anyone's like, oh, do you want to play in my band? He's just like, yeah, let's go. Like I'm not up to anything. <laughs> let's just let's just do it. Like I just uh, without sorry to hijack this news story about uh, about um, Reverend, but just one final thing on, on Mike Watt and the Minutemen, which was his band in the, uh, in the early eighties. If you uh, get a chance, you should read a book called, uh, our band could be your life. Um, which is a, uh, it's, it's like a, a snapshot of the early to mid eighties and bands who were popular in kind of, I guess what we would now call post-hardcore, but um, like punk and post-hardcore. Uh, but, you know, at the time was very much just kind of like alternate rock. So there's like uh, there's like a chapter on R.E.M. There's uh, a chapter on Minor Threat and Fugazi and uh, and Black Flag. And the, the chapter on the Minutemen is, is so interesting and it's so sad because Dee Boone, who was a guitar player of that band, he tragically died in age 27, part of the, part of the club. And... Um, uh, just the 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 story about that band and their kind of dedication to DIY, you know, doing everything themselves, is uh, really really amazing. And um, yeah, that book is is fantastic. And our band could be your life is a is actually a lyric from a Minutemen song, and it really is just like look. And I feel about this. I feel like they do about being in a band like I do about doing this podcast. And it's like literally anyone can do this. There is no there are no barriers to doing this our band could be your life like if you want to be in a band just go and do a band like nobody cares what you do go and do it do it properly and that's how i feel about this podcast as well is like if you want to do it just go and do it there's um, no expertise involved totally totally and <laughs> uh, well i mean you know there's the basics as there are in anything but uh yeah minute men 
amazing, Mike Watt, amazing, The Stooges. Like I started listening, I started listening to Raw Power recently. It was it was only a record that um that the actually the band kind of passed me by, um being like a proto punk band as opposed to being like a punk band. I never really listened to them when I was growing up, but um yeah, like I listened to Raw Power a couple of times recently, and it's a really really rocking record. And uh, Iggy obviously has become this legendary figure. And uh, quite rightly, you know, it's a it's a, a total banger. Yeah, they're definitely, uh, yeah, definitely a band that I need to give more time. Actually, so uh, yes, thank you, Jay. You've in- encouraged me to to do that. You're welcome. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, anyway, uh, we are we are drawing to the end of this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, and you can of course listen to an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerds every week over on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. You can also find that in the description of this podcast. Uh, this week, our Patreon episode will be returning to our original format, Patreon special episodes, and we'll be taking questions from the Facebook group which the three of us will be answering. Now, to become a Patreon supporter, it costs only a dollar a month, and you can enjoy the podcast ad-free and early every week. At the $5 tier, you can enjoy an entire extra episode every week, plus access to our entire back catalogue of mini-series like Question Hole or Bar Chords, the Friday specials, uh, the original Friday specials, and... At the $10 tier, you can become an executive producer and enjoy all those benefits, plus the prestigious honour of having your name featured in our podcast outro song. Yes, you can follow us on all the major social platforms with at Guitar Nerds, and you can join us on Facebook with uh, at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Thanks very much for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye. I am the Yogi, the guitarist, Moby of Modius, Cloud Nifter, and Dub Simon Fridge, Questrel, Joe Hobart, George Hughes, Michael Howe, Brian Hanson, Shane M, Jeffrey Wax, and Eric Never, Samuel Frost, and Brian Hines, and Gavin Vanden, Linda, Jacob McGee, and Scott Harding, Simon Newborn, Martin Salkar, Wacky Stewart, Robson, Neil Milton, Christy, Evelyn Hanson, Keith Adams, and Eric Frost.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.